snack break fashion I am mowing down a chocolate bar right now that is that is the best I love that yeah today's gonna be a little not cinematic but you know it's gonna be a you know. Caitlin sits back and listens to me chat Caitlin about things sits so back and chocolate. eats chocolate while Lauren chats well Lauren what are we what are we getting into today Ooh, okay, today uh, we are going to be talking about the pros and cons of projecting. Um, And this is very timely because as this is being recorded, I have one more day left to maybe send my first 513 in Lander. Um, I am comically close, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if I had five more sessions to keep one hanging this, it would probably go, but maybe one more session isn't enough. Um, and I have gone in on it this summer. So I think I'm in the perfect place to be talking about this because I am almost tasting glory, but I also might be walking away <laughs> defeated. Um, so I think Projecting I'm, expert extraordinaire. Yeah, I'm in an emotional place right now to be talking about this in very real time. So I think- Raw, is, you're uh, getting it raw, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's good. I'm I have lots of perspective because I'm right on the precipice of excellence or another summer on this fucking rock climb that doesn't end uh, in a So no, it's well, all good. That's why I'm glad we're talking about this now. So Yeah. yeah. Why well, I'll have a I'll circle back to this at the end because I do want to ask you about your project and any any advice you got but we'll get there but yes. first and foremost I'm kind of hoping you could just dive into really what a project actually is for people who aren't familiar with this or of course if you are you know like what what is it what what is the definition of a project well I'm going to tell you, but first, we will do what our good producer Josh intends us to oh, do, damn which it. is- Sorry, int- Josh. Fuck, sorry, Josh. <laughs> We're going to introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Lauren. I am a climbing coach and certified personal trainer, and I run a climbing coaching business called Good Spray Climbing, and this is my lovely co-host, Caitlin. I'm Caitlin, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist, and I work primarily with climbers and athletes to help them improve their nutrition in my own private practice. So here we are. We're doing here it. Here we are. And now, we're, <laughs> now, and now that you know who I am and why I'm vaguely qualified to define <laughs> this, I will tell you how I define an outdoor project. Um, so in the shorthand definition, it's any climb you try more than once. So kind of my verbiage for describing projects is mini projects where, you know, you do them in two tries all the way to mega projects, which are like multi-year sieges a la Tommy Mm. Caldwell on the Dawn Wall, right? So big (laughs) spectrum there. Baby proj, (laughs) big proj, got it. Big proj, mega proj. Um, Got it, okay. So they can, and I would say most athletes, especially athletes that operate on sort of like a weekend warrior type of schedule, 
these projects that I feel like, well, also personally, I'll just be really honest. Um, I'm in the middle of a project right now, which is the longest time I've spent on a rock climb. And this has been, I think, a little bit of little like 20 sessions ish over two summers. Um, so I would say most athletes are pro- I don't know. I don't want to generalize you, but most athletes that don't have like all of the time in the world to climb outside are probably going to want to be in that like two to 15 session range on a project. Um, we'll kind of get into that there, but that is, that's essentially what I would define an outdoor climbing project as, and the range is broad, obviously. Um, so that's yeah. right. Caitlin, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah. Let me ask you this. What's the longest you've ever spent on a rock climb? Like number of uh, sessions. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that most of my climbing hopes have been like project sadness the last four years. <laughs> we're, we're coming out of a plateau, but I got a lot of projects more than I have. And you've you moved know, ticks. too, so that doesn't yeah. help either because you, yeah. you know, had some local things that you probably had to move away from that became a lot less convenient, so that doesn't help And either, but, when yeah. I went back to send the proj, when after we moved, we went back to Waco Tanks, I went to the proj and I got injured on it. So I was like, well, gosh, darn it. I can't do that today. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, but yes, very familiar projects are, I would say I have many. It's just the way it goes. Yes. Many <laughs> open projects. Absolutely. No, I'm literally like my year so far has been like, get horribly close, one hang it a thousand times, have to move to a new location or the trip ends. Well, Lauren, also, um, lest we forget, you're doing like 8,000 things at the same time too. So um, anyone listening... Maybe, Lauren, you want to give us a quick rundown of what else you got going on Oh, right yeah. No, this week is a total, as this is being recorded, total dumpster <laughs> fire, my last week in Lander. Um, yeah, trying to send. The pressure's on. It's coming down to my literal last day possible for climbing. We got a flat tire, um, so we're having to, yeah, like basically coming out of my day where I almost sent. It was a nice slap in the face to get a flat tire. Um, and also, I don't know if you were familiar with Lander, Wyoming, anyone listening, but it's a small town. It's not like there's, you know, a Michelin store down the street. We are getting, I wish I knew the name of the like tire shop that's hooking it up, but we are going to get out of town in time. And then I have to drive across the country to make it to like a bunch of wedding related appointments in Columbus, Ohio next week, because I am in the middle of wedding planning and I've got less than 30 days to go. Um, yeah, it's just a lot. Just I can never like a have few a peaceful, things. just a couple things. Oh yeah. And I like have a job and stuff. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that. Yeah. So, well, so yeah, I think <laughs> well, Lauren, this, yeah, no, go ahead. Caitlin, sorry. Well, all I wanted to ask you, cause I know, you know, like in the midst of all of this stuff going on, I think a lot of people that listen to this are also kind of like us, like mostly weekend warriors, really busy. They got a lot of stuff going on. So are there really any pros to projecting? Like why, you know, why would someone either like us or maybe someone who has more time to dedicate, like, why do we, you know, what's why the do we benefit? do this? If why we do we do this? About it all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. No, that's such, that's such a good point. Um, and I would say like, just to kick it off, the, some of the most rewarding experiences I've had in climbing and things that keep me coming back to climbing are these endeavors where I go in on a rock climb that feels stupidly, ridiculously hard to me. And then just by virtue of showing 
up continuously and like mm. kind of beating it into the ground, I like <laughs> make it work and send or at minimum make so much more progress than I ever would have thought. Um, learn and for something. Me, learn something weird. It's just so <laughs> rewarding. Um, and it's kind of more rewarding than picking something that feels like doable fast. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of my own personal experience with it. But I think from a coach's perspective, um, here are some of the pros and sort of reasons why I do like athletes to kind of go in on projects sometimes. First of all, if you go in on a project and you get used to the process of failing a lot and not sending, you're going to develop a really good, uh, what's called failure tolerance. Um, and maybe that doesn't <laughs> oh, sound God. like a good thing, but <laughs> the thing is when it comes to learning or getting better at anything, Part of that is failure. And if you have this issue where you don't like to fail, um, you don't like what it feels like to not succeed, you're going to have a big issue learning anything because you're never going to approach situations where you might fail, learn, and grow from it. So that's a big one. Um, if you can learn to be more comfortable with failure and not take it so personally and not have it be this like big drama you're going to really improve your mindset around failure um, and have a lot better relationship to it. And over the long run, you're going to learn so much more and grow so much more as a climber. So if you can develop that failure tolerance, you're going to be in a good place um, um, mentally more question. often. So, yes. <laughs> um, how long does one need to wait for failure tolerance to kick in? <laughs> It's definitely, okay, no, I think this is such a funny question because it's kind of funny, like how long, it kind of, it, it's almost like increasing like your work capacity for climbing. Like it's mm, almost a okay. whole thing we're training. So I remember the first time I ever had a quote project um, and that's really like kind of being a jerk to my past self because it felt like a lot of t attempts to me, but I remember it was this climb I wanted to do in the Red River Gorge. I wanted it to be my first 11B um and I'd never really tried a rock climb more than once like ever. <laughs> oh my so I so. did so I was going to the red like once a month or maybe once every three weeks so I did it in two two days over the course of a month and it was like four total attempts and I sent it so it feels funny to like call that a project now but because that was the first time I'd ever done that it felt like this long-term like event to me. Yeah. Um, and also because I had three weeks between the sessions, I think if I'm remembering it correctly. So I was thinking about wanting to do it for a long time. And like the pressure was kind of building up because I was like, I'm going back, I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, so that was like where baby Lauren's failure tolerance started. And now my failure <laughs> tolerance is like, I've been trying this route for two summers. Like, yeah, I would like to send it, but I've put in more than 20 sessions at this point and I might do it. I might not, but I also know I've learned a lot and I'm really close and it's not like defining me as a climber if I do it or don't do it. Like, I know if I had three or four more weeks that I could definitely just like keep showing up, stop the one hang game and send it. But I'm like, I might run out of time and it's not like defining how I feel about my training or anything like that. Um, but it's taken a while to go from, oh my God, four attempts with so many attempts to being kind of where I'm at right now, if that makes sense. And I think that's by virtue of going in on projects and getting used mm -hmm. to the process of like sometimes having to walk away, not sending, um, which sucks. Like it's not my favorite, but I think I've learned that like it does part of it. me as a climber. And I think like as you do it more and develop a better mindset around it, you'll start to have like a more fun experience with projecting too, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for that's sure. A really good it does. <laughs> I I really I jest because I 
where I've plateaued the last few years, I feel like the failure tolerance is something that I really struggle with because I don't, you know, like I kind of need some wins occasionally. So I find that to be like kind of where I get stuck and where my mental hangups tend to be. But I mean, that leads me into my next question. But before we move on, do you have any other, like, why do we do the things we do? Any other pros? Yes. Okay. So some other pros, um, and I won't belabor these too much, but one, another, well, this is two. This is the second pro. We're, we're not counters here. My engineering <laughs> days are over. Um, but your <laughs> we opportunity, moved <laughs> we've moved on. I don't count anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I count how many sets and reps and I count hangboard. I do hangboard math now. That's my joke. Um, okay. But in any case, your opportunity. So if you take on a project, you're going to have this opportunity kind of push your limits and maybe climb the hardest thing you've ever climbed or climb something that feels really challenging to you that you are going to be, that you're really inspired to take on. Um, and you're going to be able to learn a lot. And I also find that one benefit of this too, like if you do kind of push your next hardest grade by taking on a project is that you kind of have this inherent confidence where you're like, well, I have sent X grade before, so maybe I can get on these other hard rock climbs now. Um, and it's just like a natural thing to have more confidence and not be, and you know, we all know, like, just because you sent like this V8, it means that you can do every V7 ever. That's absolutely not how anything works at all. Um, different styles. I think hopefully you figured that out by now in rock climbing, if you haven't. There's your reality check. Um, But I think it does like lend you some confidence to know, like if I've done this grade, maybe there's a lot more rock climbs open to me now. Um, So I think that's Mm, a really cool benefit. I love that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Which is neat. Um, And then the last one that I wanted to mention, there are lots of benefits to projecting. It was hard to pick three, but I was like, wait, it's a snack break. Reel it in. Um, So (laughs) the other one that I think is really cool is beta memorization skills and also honing your mental focus because one so learning how to remember beta is a huge skill um learning how to visualize your beta remember it keep it in your head for a week or so between attempts on your project super important and also learning to remember that beta is gonna I found that that has helped my like ability to visualize how moves are going to go for me when I'm also on sighting and um flash climbing like I think having to memorize beta is just a really great opportunity to kind of try to remember where your body's at in space and make your brain better in terms of climbing and then also your mental focus too because as you get down to the wire on a hard rock climb you kind of have to start like where you're falling you have to start dissecting where's my attention going right now how can I focus better what's falling apart mentally here and why am I falling there and I think having like Mm. repeated attempts on the same climb sort of allows you to sort of isolate and practice some of these mental focus skills, which is really cool. So there's a shit ton of stuff you can learn from projecting. It is a, it's a great thing to do despite being, you know, mentally and emotionally challenging sometimes (laughs) and also physically challenging. My skin is figgity, figgity fucked up. It is, it is painful. My left ring finger is just like an ongoing we should talk disaster. about skin healing soon. Oh, we should. I know. We need to like get we need to get people that I think I've had to like actually learn how to manage skin on this trip. I've always just been kind of like my skin's fine, but then I remembered sharp holds are sharp and it's kind of a whole thing to manage it's the way skin. It goes. It is. Well, but yes, speaking of cons, later. <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could you cuz I know like I said I alluded to this a little bit ago, but for me projecting sometimes can get me really really down if if I like yeah sometimes I just need some wins but could you share the cons from your perspective 
what are some of the things that might be a little bit like wah, wah, about projecting? Yeah. Like no matter how like Zen you are about, it's okay if I send, it's okay if I don't. If you're putting this much time into something and you give a shit, it is going to be painful and upsetting when you don't yeah. like win. Like that's just normal. Like I, it's kind of something you have to expect. Like you kind of have to go into things saying like, yeah, if I don't do this, I am going to be sad about it. And you know, it's part of, it's part of the game, right? Like you have to accept that there might be some sadness if it doesn't go down. So I think it can be so yeah one of the cons obviously is that like it's emotionally challenging to project and also something to note too is that like if a lot of other things in your life are stressful also look at me not taking my own advice <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i love it put me in boiling water let's go but like you know if a lot of things in your life are really stressful or you're going to be like really time constrained and if like your gut is telling you like now is not the right time for whatever xyz reason you know if your gut's always telling you it now is never the right time. Maybe it's time to tell your gut to kick it into gear. But if Listen you truly are gut, like, damn it, <laughs> if, if your intuition is really like, I am not excited about this right now. And it sounds really emotionally exhausting. And that's not what I need right now. You don't have to be going in on like a mega project that you like are showing up to all the time and doing all this crazy stuff um, to get to. Uh, so that's just one thing. But yeah, it can be to Caitlin's point. Um, yeah, it's emotionally exhausting to try a project and it can be stressful. And there are ways to get better at managing that stress. But at the end of the day, like when you put a lot of time into something, it can be sad if it's not going the way you wanted it to, right? Um, but yeah, so that's Big one facts. thing. Yeah, another, okay. And let me, I guess while we're talking about this too, let me just kind of give you all like a quick, a quick tip. I found, so depending on how much time you have to go outside or whatever, I think it can be really helpful to have, sometimes if you have time for this, have like a side project that feels like really doable. Um, something I've changed in my approach from, because to Caitlin's point, sometimes like we need a carrot every now and again, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> I haven't had, a, I've been trying to show up to crime. I need, well, okay. Actually, that brings me to two points. One, maybe set up some side projects that are just like fun that you think you can do that make you feel like confident and good um, that feel like less ambitious. So you can have those like on the side, even better if there's something that you think you could do, even if you were like tired from working on your project. So it's okay mm. to have like side endeavors that feel fun or just like go, go climb other stuff. If you had time. Um, another thing is something that I've gotten really good at throughout the projecting process, especially understanding that like, it is a whole process where it's like, step one is, did we do all the moves and do we have our beta picked out? Awesome. Okay, what link are we trying to get today? What moves are we trying to connect today? What, what, how many times would we like to stick this one low percentage move today? Have these little mini benchmarks to kind of celebrate on the way because if you're just showing up every day going, oh my God, I hope I send today and you have no strategy and also you're just sad every time you walk away from it not sending, that's like a recipe for misery. So something that's helped me be pretty psyched throughout my whole process this summer. Um, honestly, my morale has been like pretty good. It's only been up until I'm like, you know, tasting victory and not achieving it that I've been kind of like a little more down in the dumps, but like celebrate the wins along the way and know that it is going to take some time to like get there, especially if it's something that's like further above your limit or harder. Um, yeah. Caitlin, does that help at all? Cause I, yeah. Cause I can definitely hear that sometimes like projecting can be really like emotionally tiring for you. So yeah, without a doubt, it, it's helpful to kind of backtrack and be like, okay, there can be 
milestones along the way. It doesn't just have to be send or not send. Like at you know the gray area, always yeah. the place I want to swim in. Oh, <laughs> so exactly. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's helpful to hear because yeah, it's it's always like when I get hung up on a project that it just happens to be the time when a bunch of other things kind of implode. So it's like, well, you know, you can't have a project. It's something that we do for fun, but if it becomes not fun, it's like maybe think about ways that you can either take a step back or get a different perspective or try some other things too that might be like that yummy carrot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I also think, okay, this is kind of my like hard ass part of me, but doing stuff at your limit will sometimes be not fun and involves some suffering yep. and it kind of becomes that type two fun. So I think you kind of have to accept that too. Like if you want the whole process mm-hmm. to be like a really fun time, um, yeah, doing things that are extremely challenging athletically, yeah, they're going to not be fun sometimes. Like I think that's yeah. just the fact of the matter. So Pick I think battles. Like, <laughs> accepting that um, and just evaluating your current emotional state and being like, can I handle some not fun and some suffering and some frustration right now? And if you're like, no, my mental health is not there right now, that's totally fine. But like honor that. And also honor that, yeah, you might have to do a little bit of like suffering and being pissed to kind of get to where you want to be, which sucks. I wish it didn't have to be that way. But yeah, like that's so reality. it goes. So, so it Such goes. it is. The nature but of the beast. The nature of the Some beast. other cons. Other cons. What you got? Um, okay. I also think you can sometimes um, miss out on other learning opportunities by getting too focused on one climb and not climbing mm-hmm. on other stuff. Um, and I also think, you know, and it's kind of this thing where it's not necessary. You, you got to have, we'll get to this towards my like tips portion of this, but you know, it's important to remember that if sometimes you project and sometimes you take on more like a bunch of like mini projects or you do more like on-site and flash stuff, that's totally cool. All of these things make up like a healthy climbing diet, but what you want to like, trend towards you know if you're like I always go in on a mega epic 20 session project and then once I do that I wait a month and then I go in on the next mega epic 20 session project like maybe if that's you where you're like all the time doing this and you're not really climbing on other things and getting variety that'd be something to watch out for but if it's what you want out of your climbing season you're like no I really do want to go in on a project um I think it's okay to not always be getting tons of variety. But I also think like doing more of the mini project things like the one to three session type things can be a great way to get some variety while still engaging with the project and process. I'm sorry that I I wish I could tell you like a perfect like this is how much time you should project and this is how much you should onsite and here's this perfect ratio and perfect golden rule but it really depends on like what you want out of your climbing. But yes, an obvious an obvious con of projecting is that because you're spending a lot of time on on one climb, you're learning those moves really well, but you aren't exposing yourself to um, other dimensions and other opportunities. Um, and then the last con that I'll bring up, which is debatable, and it kind of depends on the rock climb that you're trying, but sometimes if you're trying one rock climb over and over again um, and you're resting a lot, like taking extra rest days so that you can be fresh for the project, if you engage with this for a long time, you can actually get weaker overall on your project now Mm. caveat to this this really does depend on the rock climb that you're doing like i've had it where i've gone in on a project in the so it's kind of like i have a good like example so my red river gorge project that i spent like a whole season on um pretty endurancey it's the red river gorge pumpy like still some powerful stuff but like not overly fingery yada yada um and like 90 feet tall i left that 
with good endurance and my strength and power and my overall finger strength were way down um, after I spent like six weeks working on that. Not surprising, right? Like that makes sense. Um, in contrast, the project that I'm working on in Wild Iris, uh, which is like 20 really hard moves and super duper fingery, I took some before and after metrics of my like finger strength, power, just some like general stuff uh, before I worked on it for about five weeks last summer and after. And I set like record strength and power metrics for myself after just working on this rock climb and not really doing anything else. Um, So it depends on the rock climb where your strength and power um, endurance are going to end up. But just keep in mind that, you know, if you work on one climb for a really long time, there's a chance that some of your metrics will dip or change in favor of you completing that climb. So just something to be aware of. I wouldn't even necessarily say that's like completely a con, but it's more just like something um, to be aware of as you do that. So yeah. Any thoughts on those, Caitlin? (laughs) I mean, I, I definitely agree. (laughs) I can see the pros and the cons. I get it. It makes sense. And, and certainly it, it's important to meet yourself where you are now. Well, so that brings me to my last question for you. And that is if someone, not saying me, but <laughs> someone was trying to decide if it's the right time for them to switch things up and maybe actually go all in on a project, you know, like decide, okay, this is the, the one for me. I'm going to give it my all. What would you say to them? What's your coachly advice? Yes. Oh, I love this question. And it's going to, it's going to depend on who you are as a rock climber. Um, Also, before I even get into this, if you ever hear anyone say like, you're too new to project or you're too new to project or projecting is bad for you because whatever, basically, if anything sounds like absolutist and not nuanced in the discussion of should we try a project (laughs) or not, just like tune that shit out. It's so fucking annoying. I can't even deal with it. Like this is such a nuanced discussion about whether or not you should be going in on something that people's blanket statements like this, which are sometimes gatekeeping and horrible are just Mm -hmm. yawn, big yawn, hate it. Anyways, I had to say that because I listened to so many like just just listen to a lot of like crusty, dumb shit out at the crack <laughs> last week. But I'm like, this is my podcast and I get to yell about it. Um, but yes, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but now I will actually give you advice now that I have ranted a little bit. Be- buyer beware of anyone saying like really absolutist things about project versus no project, right? So I'm going to give you some things to think about so you can have the critical thinking skills to figure it out for yourself, which is the whole point of this podcast in a lot of ways. Um, So, okay. One thing first, figure out how much time you actually have to spend outdoors because one, if you don't have a lot of time, like if you're like, I have one weekend a month, you probably want to be picking things more on that like mini side of the scale Um, just because, you know, it kind of depends though, right? So just take a critical look at how much time you actually have to get outside. Um, And then the second part of that is think about what you want to learn and accomplish. Like what skills do you want to learn? What do you want to walk away from the season with? What do you want to try? Are there any rock climbs you're really excited about? Like look at those two things and when you know kind of what you want to do and how much time you have to do it, it becomes a lot easier to figure out, okay, I want to do this mega thing, but that could take me a lot of sessions. So maybe what would be better for me to do is rack up some sends that will help me build towards that mega thing. And then maybe, you know, 
six months later when the season open up opens up again, I can tackle the mega thing, right? It kind of depends, but just kind of basically look at what you want to do and what you want to learn, what skills you want to build and how much time you have to do it. Um, and then you'll see if that those things are going to line up and you can kind of go from there. Another thing I want to point out is that if you're really psyched to like go all in on something, just kind of follow the stoke because if you're excited to like beat your head into the ground and like get after it, that kind of motivation isn't, it's, it can, it's rare. It's not rare, but like depending on who you are, it might be kind of rare to be excited about like doing something like that. So I'm always like, kind of like follow the stoke, especially if it's like a weird thing that you've never been excited about, but you genuinely are like, listen to that. Cause it's probably a good sign about what you're going to be excited to work on. Um, yeah. And then I think my last thing that, well, okay. Two more things I want to say about this. If you're the kind of climber, I'm speaking to you for the kind of climber. That's me. For, if you're me from a few years ago, where I was like, Oh my God, this is such an epic. I've tried it four whole times. Like it's probably okay to like <laughs> go in on a project more or if you're the kind of climber that's like, Oh, I never try anything more than one time. You probably have so much to be gained by just trying a climb like three times or even four times. Um, and honestly, I'm kind of looking at you sport climbers more than boulders because bouldering, you can kind of like try it a few times and it's sort of low commitment. But with, with sport climbers outside, it's very easy to be like, I did that once or I went up in and I didn't like it or I went up in and I don't think it'll go and then just never try it again. So if you're the kind of climber that like never does something more than one time, I beg of you, just see what happens when you give something like two or three chances versus just one. Um, and then I think the last thing I want to say about this is in general, with projecting, look for opportunities to get out of your comfort zone. Like if a project is out of your comfort zone because of the grade or the style or something and you're looking at it and you're like, oh man, I bet I'd learn a lot and that climb would teach me a lot of things and I'd become a better rock climber because of this rock climb that I'm inspired to work on, that's where you're going to grow. So lean into that and look at that. Um, and I think that is... That is my final wisdom on projecting. Unless, Caitlin, do you have any thoughts? Anything you want to discuss in there? <laughs> no, I I really love those just gems, I'm going to call them, because mm. I feel like it's, it is really easy to get lost in the weeds. And I feel like to think about it in like an open way, ask yourself those open-ended questions, be like, you know, what, what would I like to do with this climb? Am I stoked? Like, is this something I'd like to give it my all on? Because, like, I'm a person who I could even go up to something that's a mini proj, and if I'm not stoked, it won't go. And yeah. then I'll go to something that's, like, way above my, you know, limit or what I think is my limit, and I'm mega stoked on it, and it goes. So it's like, well, just kind of meeting yourself where you are, following the stoke if if you're ready or, you know, just – doing what feels best in the moment. Yeah. Well, I I have one last question for you, and this kind of goes back to what I mentioned in the beginning. Do you have any last tips, advice for someone who's projecting as someone who has just gone all in with a project this summer? What are some things that you've learned that you want to just share with us really briefly? Ooh, okay. I would say the biggest thing – that and I've had like a lot of I would say a lot of personal growth from last summer where not sending uh what I hoped would be my first 513 after a streak of many climbing trips gone wrong um I just had like a horrible dry spell with like sending anything um and it was pretty upsetting 
to this summer where I feel a lot better and I'm kind of on the precipice of like, maybe it's going to go again. Maybe it's not like I still have hope. Um, anyways, all of this to say, I think the biggest thing that I've learned in the last year um, in approaching projects is that truly they do not define your worth as a person or you as a rock climber. Like, yes, it is nice to increase our red point grade. It is nice to send, but like, I know I am a better rock climber. I'm doing way better on this rock climb than I was last year. Um, And like, yeah, do I want to send and be done and not have to come back for year three? Absolutely. But I also know I've totally gotten better and I'm really proud of the effort that I put in. So I've definitely this year taken a more concerted effort to like focus on showing up, doing the thing and like celebrating the progress that I am making and also knowing that like, yeah, like I am capable of this, but it just might not go because of circumstances that are somewhat out of my control. And that's not defining me as a climber and I'm not going to let it like get me down or like question everything or make me feel like I didn't try hard enough or whatever. So I think, I don't know, that wasn't very concise, but that's like my biggest reflection is that like you can be a better rock climber than you were a year ago and still not succeed on something. And that doesn't mean that you're not a better rock climber. It just means that you weren't yeah. quite there yet. And that like the stars didn't perfectly align for that one send. So don't yeah. like try hard, but don't let your projects completely define how you feel about yourself as a climber because they shouldn't because they're super outcome based and there's a lot more to climbing than, you know, one send going down one time. There's more to you than your And also climbing. your mom doesn't fucking care. My mom has no idea what I'm doing. It's not going on She's the like, fridge. Sorry. My mom's like, what is, why are you trying? No, she doesn't say that. But like, there's plenty of people in your life that are like, oh, that's cool that you've been climbing. And then they like love you and they don't give two fucks about like mm-hmm. <laughs> how climbing's going for you. And that's how your friends feel too. So your worth is definitely not defined by how well you rock climb yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, so don't I still... That like you Lauren so don't worry about it. <laughs> Caitlin's actually gonna quit the podcast if I don't send it on so pressure's on <laughs> tell yourself we need to but also <laughs> no I'm still gonna be at your wedding and still gonna show up it's gonna be great <laughs> you're not gonna be like she didn't send I object to them being married because she didn't send <laughs> yeah like that's not if your friends are like that get better friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, thank you all for – thanks, Caitlin, for letting me pour out my projecting emotions. This is always therapeutic. I'm like, is someone getting help from this? Because I feel <laughs> anyone better. listening? So, I feel better listening? about this. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. Okay, great. Well, at least you feel better. So, hope yes. audience hope you feel better too. I don't know. But, well, yeah. Well, but let's tell them about what else we got going on. Speaking oh, yeah. of gearing up okay. for a season of yes. getting – better (laughs) yes getting better trying hard all those things okay cool so this this was a big discussion about obviously projecting and kind of picking things out and you know pushing yourself namely and I think it can be really helpful to have the perspective of a coach and a nutritionist when one is trying to push their limits which is why Caitlin and I are very excited um about the average climber intensive um and that is going down caitlin do you want to tell them about it i'm trying to figure out when is this yes october 1st yes second is when we are are jumping into the intensive and we are going to the two weeks before the intensive starts we will release uh some assessments a food and 
nutrition and lifestyle journal. And that's why we want to kind of get started a little bit before those two days. But at the time this episode comes out, you will still have the opportunity to grab your seat. Yes. Okay. Yes. You will have the opportunity to grab your seat. You will not have the opportunity to gun dollars off anymore. That will be over. Sorry. You missed out. Um, but yep. we will be, yes, the cutoff date for registration is September 16th. So make sure to get on that. Yeah. It's going to be two days of lots of fun and learning about climbing training and nutrition and learning how to write your own training plans and how to set quality goals and all these things. And it's going to be dope. And I'm excited to help you push yourself. So Seats have already started filling up. It's going to be really fun. Um, and if you want to learn more about the Average Climber Intensive, head on over to the show notes. Um, Caitlin, I think I think that's, that's it for the most it. part. Yeah, that's, that's it. We we'll wrap it up there. Okay, cool. We mostly came in under time, but <laughs> it's a good discussion. It's important to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so. worthy of talking about longer. Yes. I'm still having a snack, so really Our, we're oh, doing yeah, well. Oh, yeah, you got to finish your chocolate. <laughs> okay, amazing. Well, well, we will officially wrap it up there. Hope you have a great rest of your day whenever, wherever you're listening. And until next time, keep it, keep it average. average.